0: Hello hello,
1: hello, hello. Hi. How are you? I think I'm okay. I'm definitely sticking in there. It's yeah. like
0: minus nineteen right
1: out right now.
0: That's very cool. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm complaining <laughs> because it was a bit chilly and I had to put my uh, put my big coat on the other weekend. Oh it certainly wasn't minus um did you just know. say minus nineteen? Minus nineteen. Right, no. Um, okay, now I feel <laughs> now I feel like a bit of a wuss because we had about one or two degrees oh. with uh, some very cold wind though. Anna. <laughs> oh, very,
1: no, but it is very cold, like that Atlantic Ocean. Like it's no joke. Yeah. I
0: went um I went out on Friday and out for some drinks after work and I hadn't left the house for three days Mm. so I had not realized how cold it was in the outside world Mm. um and my hands were absolutely frozen but it certainly wasn't minus 19 (laughs) so I'm gonna quit complaining now because um it sounds subtropical where I am
1: it well gosh so the I think the thing about cold is that you know, at minus 19, like you're sort of, you get caught because you're dressed for minus 10 and you're like, oh crap, Mm -hmm. it's minus 19. So cold is cold. I mean, to be honest, like when it's like one degree and it's blustery, I'm sure around Jersey, I I can't, I haven't been there, but I can Mm -hmm. imagine if you're dressed for like seven degrees, that will be very cold. Like it's, I think it's all a matter of what you're dressed for. And if you're not exactly dressed for it, it's freezing.
0: Yeah, but you don't want so many layers that it takes you twenty minutes to get <laughs> oh, <that's true. laughs> to get settled when you go in somewhere. That's the dilemma. You it's see? true.
1: It well, is. you know what's funny is that I'm from a more temperate part of Canada. So I'm from Vancouver, mm-hmm. and Vancouver is probably much the same as the UK mm-hmm. and Jersey in terms of the temperature range. But since I've moved to Vancouver, I've actually oh, sorry to Toronto, I've actually had to um, get appropriate winter gear because yeah. there's such a thing as like. The really hardcore Swedish stuff, like that. Yeah, you, you gotta, yeah. as my uh, as yeah, my good friend says, northern chic, uh, yeah. which is like <laughs> the fancy woolens, where mm. it, it it's not layer over layer. Anyways, yeah. I could go on for, for you know forever about Canada, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, can't wait for the
0: summer though. Oh, I think we all feel a bit like that. There was some um, there was some glorious sunshine at the weekend, um, which does <gasps> oh. trick you into believing that it's spring like until you oh. step out of the front door and you realize it is not. I know. So it did make me feel like spring is on its way, and the days are getting longer. We are—it's um, not quite as dark as early. Yeah. So just hang on in there. It's—it's it's mm-hmm. just around the corner.
1: You know it totally is, and yeah, the, you know what I—the the tilt of the sun. I'm definitely noticing because the—it's no longer that icy blue January sky. It's now mm. kind of the warmer February sky. Where, uh, yeah, uh, totally. Gosh. Sarah, I don't think I can continue to live in the winter in a. <laughs> I think, I've learned something about myself. I'm like, I think I'm a snowbird. Anyways, mm. that's for another. That's a conversation for another day. But like, I don't know why this winter is particularly difficult.
0: I, I oh. think they get harder as, as we get older. I think you just yeah. you enjoy them less and you really look forward to the summer, which I don't think when you're younger, I don't think a lot of the things really bother you. You don't notice it as yeah. much. But yeah. I think we just get, as we get older, we like creature comforts a little bit more.
1: Yeah. And we feel the cold. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, kids yeah. can run around. Uh, yeah. Uh, they just, yeah. 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 Oh, I tell you. I'm starting Wait, to let's think move about. move on
0: from feeling old because I was feeling all right until this Yeah. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I would say, I think I, st- gosh, I'm feeling young, but man, when that summer comes around, I will be feeling tip top. yes Yes. tip top and marching forward yeah Mm. exactly yeah so uh how is how are things shaking at the relationship correspondence desk
0: shaking quite nicely thank you very much for asking (laughs) 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 so today's relationship news is all about some dating trends predicted for 2022
1: okay all right all right
0: Got it. So the the this article talks about they did some work in conjunction with Hinge. I'm not sure whether this is a plug or not a plug, but anyway. Oh, maybe um, yeah. And so yeah, so it starts off talking about how difficult it's been in in kind of dating life and how things have really changed from with. Um, with the word that we're not talking about, yeah. which meant there's a lot of social distancing, hand sanitising. We've kind of moved away from this, um, you know. Let's go and meet for drinks and and all the things that we would have done to online dating and and lots of weird and wonderful things um, that have happened instead. But the app has come up with four predictions for um, 2022 when it comes to mm. um, when it comes to dating. So the first one is more openness around mental health okay okay got it now we were just yep. talking about mental health before yeah. we came on here yeah. so it says um people will be more open to talk about mental health and it says which isn't a surprise considering that the stress that we've been under thanks to the word we're not mentioning anymore the app reported an 83 percent of U- of uk users would prefer to date somebody who goes to therapy you're also more likely to go um, for a second date if you um, if you mention therapy on the first one. However, nine percent of UK hinge users felt comfortable to bring up the topic. So it seems we're all a lot more open about sharing the things that we're doing. We're more open about um, talking about our situation and challenges, and that is something that's welcomed.
1: You know what's so funny? Uh, uh, this is amazing mm. because I had heard from a from a good friend that. Um, he was sort of looking on the apps and just sort of looking for something mm. casual, but like on Tinder. And this woman posted, like, you must be doing work on yourself as an an wow. entry requirement to ride. Yes. for Even a casual encounter, it's like you must be doing work on yourself.
0: Oh, mm. my gosh. So it's a thing. Okay. It well, well, obviously is a thing. Wow. I, we talked about this a little while ago about how the younger generation are more open to therapy, but also more mm-hmm. open to couples um counseling or couples coaching mm-hmm. because it's seen as something that's a bit more mainstream mm-hmm. and it's not seen as something that in my generation if you were seeing a therapist it meant there was something seriously psychologically wrong with you mm-hmm. um and that's not the case it's just you know we see we have lots of different talking therapies in different shapes and forms to be able mm-hmm. to discuss um those emotions and thoughts and feelings that come up for us and we're able mm-hmm. to discuss those with somebody and you get some dedicated time to be able to do that mm. so it, it is interesting that it's starting to come into that dating world and actually it's becoming a prerequisite yeah yeah which even for makes hookups sense yeah. when you think about it because yeah. a lot of relationships are challenged because we've got all of these prior hang-ups that we're not dealing with
1: oh you got it oh my gosh absolutely so it's kind of like, listen, don't bring unpacked bags to the door. <laughs> bring your baggage. Just make sure you've really looked through them. <laughs> you know, it's there. Yeah. 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 And you're, and you're willing thing. to like get back into it because the relationship is always going to like, you always got to go back to your bags.
0: Well, it's going to trigger some things that you haven't dealt with if you haven't dealt with them. Yeah. For sure. Mm. The second one is the rise of voice notes. It says the app recently introduced voice notes as a method of sharing facts about yourself and responding to prompts as conversation starters. So it says that they predict that more people will embrace the use of voice notes. Now I know this from um, from my daughter. They send voice notes to each other instead of texting yes and to comments about how long my text messages are now I have some friends that send enormous <laughs> length, lengthy yeah. text messages yeah. and it's all well and good um you need a bit of time to digest them and go through them mm-hmm. um it's like a chapter from a novel yeah. um but yeah I mean I send reasonable lengths of messages but they instead of typing out a whole thing they'll they will do a voice note to each other oh I've started a doing different that. yeah oh it's freaking great doing it Absolutely. it was actually a friend of mine.
1: Yeah. Like I'm joining the kids and it's, you know, isn't it okay. The weird thing is that it's then it's turning sort of our abbreviated messaging into longer form, which means Mm. that, um, you know, because before we get on the phone or do voicemail, but isn't that funny Mm. how the, the, the desire for voice and to be able to say something longer
0: Mm. is
1: uh, still sort of shining through.
0: But I, I guess the thing with a voice note is you can you can listen on the go. Yeah, so you can still... She'll be doing things and just listening to whatever voice note has come through yeah. while she's finishing getting ready or yeah. um, just preoccupied with other things. and I, So I can see that being the attraction. So on one yeah. side, yes... From a personal connection point of view, if you've not met somebody before, it's quite nice to hear their voice. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I've just started watching Love is Blind again on um, on Netflix mm. because I love a good dating show. Mm. And they meet in separate rooms and they have conversations before they then decide they're going to propose to somebody in the space of kind of about four weeks, yeah. um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is mind blowing. But that a lot of that is then based on that voice connection. Mm,
1: yes, absolutely. Mm
0: oh interesting okay all right so so yeah so that's um a a new trend so it says yeah people want to be able to hear somebody's voice before the match with them and um with people two they are two times more likely to match with somebody if they like their voice prompt and in fact 64% of users said voice was an important factor to gauge if they liked somebody Mm -hmm. yeah you got it (laughs) then you get that thing don't you where somebody's voice doesn't match up to how they look Oh, that is super weird. Do you remember the old days where you didn't you didn't have video calling or anything like that, you just spoke to somebody on a telephone? Yeah. And then if you met them in real life, yeah. you were really surprised by how they looked because it yeah. would never, the image that you'd created in your mind never matched how you Absolutely. thought they would look. And you know what really
1: throws me off is actually height. Mm. You know, a person always seems to you, you imagine a different Do height sound taller <laughs> yes 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 yeah yeah,
0: yeah it's interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay the next one is hashtag vaccinated mm-hmm. so this is something that i never thought would happen in a dating app before the um, <laughs> yeah. pandemic So it said uh, that users were sharing their medical history so openly, (laughs) (laughs) which is is a bit strange, isn't it? So it says research shows that those that displayed they are vaccinated get 30% more matches. Yeah, totally.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's awesome.
0: And then finally, the last trend is upfront goals. So it says say goodbye to situationships. Now, this is another new word. Yeah, I've never heard of this. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's something that popped into my sphere, I would say, in the last two weeks. And I thought, what is that? Um, But I did have to look it up and do some research. So Mm -hmm. apparently a situationship is where you have a sexual relationship, but it's not quite a formal relationship. So I guess we would have described it as friends with benefits. Oh yeah in a previous life um but now (laughs) those years ago now we have a new word for it which is situationship Mm -hmm. yeah so it said um nobody's got time for this anymore and the term um is used for a situation where you're not fully committed to each other but the relationship is something deeper and longer than just a fling one in three hinge users had a situationship in the past year with 62 percent of them feeling disappointed by it so the app predicts that more people will be upfront with what they want from the app and from dating. Yeah. A great way to cut through time wasters. Oh,
1: yeah, that sounds great. Because actually a situationship, based on that definition, doesn't sound like friends with benefits. Because friends with benefits is actually super clear. It's like we're friends and we shag sometimes.
0: Yes, yeah, I think you're right. There is a There's more of an ambiguity in kind of are we... Are we yeah. on? Are we not on? Do we see a long term future? Do we not? So you're right, there is more of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. good
1: for you, young people of today. Yeah. Cut through that shit.
0: <laughs> well Make it clear. I think what what the whole list kind of says i guess you know with the exception of the voice note although the voice note is, is again being quite clear about how you want to communicate and what you want to happen is there's some very um there's just some definiteness to about it all there's mm. a clear cut this is who i am this is what i want mm. and there isn't any of that hiding or that mask wearing or mm. I'm going to go into a situation and I'm not going to fully be myself. Mm -hmm. What that list says to me is actually people are a lot more bolder and forthcoming. This is who I am. If you like it, that's brilliant. If you don't like it, then somebody else will. And I quite like that. I do. I do.
1: It's weird. Where is this going? Because, gosh, of all the
0: people pleasing,
1: you know, it just feels like. So are we going towards more independence? Is it more, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I'm not sure if it's more independence, but what I think it is, is just more honesty about who you are as a person and what you're going to get. Rather than this, um, this almost kind of semi-fake situation where we're trying to put forward a version of us that isn't truly us. I'm not saying that people were deceptive, but it's a, I don't want to admit the things that maybe others may see as a flow i'm not going to admit any of those just yet i'm going to wait until they're a little bit hooked yeah and then i'll yeah. share and then i'll share some of that stuff so it's not yeah. quite deceitful and dishonest but it's right. not fully opening yourself up to who with who you are you're not leading from your own personal version of yourself you're leading yeah. with a slightly a slightly different more polished version right right whereas right. that list would say to me actually this is who i am like Do you want it or not? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that's so interesting. It's bold. I like it. Yeah. And I think, too,
1: because what's interesting is that we've come for a number of years where, you know, Gen Z is, like, so isolated, so in their their tech. They're not meeting – they've had the lowest sex on record of any generation. Mm. And so I wonder if this is sort of a coming out to say, like – You know, perhaps like post-COVID, maybe embracing in-person relationships, uh, Mm. but but with boundaries, but with, you know, rules. And um, yeah,
0: yeah, that's exciting. And being clear about what you want from that relationship.
1: Which is cool because it gives somebody an opportunity to actually fulfill what you want. Because the couples that we meet, like there's like layers, like tens of thousands of years of like rock sediment Mm. on these like assumptions though I thought you were cool with that I was never cool with that oh my god (laughs) we've built entire cities on those assumptions yeah Yeah. wow okay it's a it's a brave new era
0: it is it's a breath of fresh air nice good thank you yes okay hot topic my lovely hot
1: topic let's go
0: Is the advice you would give your younger self before kids? Oh, wow. oh man! Well, how long have we got? <laughs> <laughs> I need a little while for this one.
1: <laughs> so you're the resident expert, the the person in the room with kids. I don't have kids. I should say what's interesting is seeing a number of women in, in the clinical setting, right? So they're mm. pregnant, yeah, and they're not, and it's their first pregnancy, and it's so interesting to to witness. This transition and to see them. So you see them sort of for all these months and then they disappear. Mm. And then all of a sudden you emerge and you're like, they're with another human being. And Mm. it's astonishing to walk with folks as they're, you know, in the first weeks and, and then months and then years. Mm. but I'm not the expert because
0: I've never done this before so well I have done it before twice I would not say that makes me an expert <laughs> as much
1: of an expert as anybody could be yeah
0: <laughs> however I have had a moment of reflection this morning <laughs> to think well what would I what w- advice would I give I think having two teenagers has made me realize that before you have a child all of the emphasis is on them being a baby mm and we almost don't even contemplate the fact that they're going to grow up yeah. into fully walking human beings that are going to live their own life, have their own opinions, have their own habits and all of these other things that go with um, teenagers. Mm-hmm. And you don't, the focus is just on having a baby, keeping them alive and providing everything for them during that stage. Mm-hmm. And that, and so we have this real emphasis on that part of having a child but there's just so much more beyond that that happens, mm-hmm. and I don't think when we consider having a baby, and we do, we, we talk about we're going to have a baby. We don't talk about even, you know, we're going to have we're going to have a child or a mini adult at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you can only think about the fact that you grow in this tiny little thing, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. comes out, and and it stays that stays little for quite a while, or it feels like they stay a little for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So one of my reflections this morning was and i wish somebody had given me this advice before i had children is think about the think about the adult the mini adult that you want mm. and then work backwards to try and create or mm. influence that person to be and i'm not saying that it's that you're going to get it right cuz chances are you probably won't <laughs> um, but at least if there's a little bit of intentionality so think about some of the and even when the they're when they move from being a baby and they start walking and they're a toddler and then they progress and and then they develop, um, you know, they can start to read and write and all of those things. And they're going through these different ages and stages. It's really contemplating how do you want them to be in those in those ages and stages, and then trying to influence along the way to get to get them there. Mm. Um, because there was a lot of focus on how to bring up a baby never any information about how to create an adult that Mm. can function without your support. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: And so one client that she was so insightful, what's interesting is that she's actually sort of really wanting to dig in and battle some of the people-pleasing and really find out, like, Mm. just get out from under there. And she finds herself trapped in trying to, to manage other people's expectations of her. And what was interesting is in her role as a mother very early on, she's like, I'm not in control of anything. Like her kids. Yes. So, so funny that she holds on to this. I need to control other people's impressions of me.
0: Mm. But she has
1: in another sphere of her life as a mother, she's like, Mm. I don't have any, these kids are their own human beings. I'm only there to sort of guide, um, roof over the head, clothes on their bodies and sort of some values, but they're going to do what they do. So how do you reconcile that, you know, you're you're sort of looking forward to the humans that they'll become, mm. but then also knowing that like they're their own humans. Like, how do you guide something that you ultimately can't control?
0: And that makes total sense. And that is one of the things that is on my list: is letting go of, of oh. perfection because that you can never achieve it, right? So, oh. and it almost, you know, there's this real dilemma isn't there between nurture nature is it really anything to do with us or is it all about the stuff that's gone on in the past we talk about generational um blueprints that are almost passed down through generations so it's in your genetic blueprint and therefore you know what can you do about it so I think there is a real there's a real balance so I think you have to have some perspective around this because but it's it's I don't know it's little things like I just wish I'd taught my kids to be tidier than they are (laughs) you know and and it's because at the time that wasn't really a big thing it was just like oh it's fine we'll all just can kind of tidy up like we did have a much better routine when the children were were younger at Mm. getting them to do jobs and to get involved and then it all just kind of drifted away um I don't know as you get kind of busier or you have Mm -hmm. more other Mm -hmm. other priorities that take take place but there are certain things that maybe I just wish I'd had been a bit more consistent with. So it's thinking about what are the things that are going to really niggle you when <laughs> they get a bit older and yep. um and how can you really embed some of those practices early on. Mm. But you're absolutely right. We have no control and as they get older you have even less control. But it is around that how much can you influence them? Mm. And and that also leads me on to the relationship side. So mm. for me having two teenagers the most important thing, when you haven't got control of anything whatsoever at all, is to maintain the relationship. Mm, uh-huh, uh-huh. And that also isn't something that we're really taught about. And and I think, because trends change over time as well as as to how we look after and guide and navigate parenthood Mm. and so maybe things have changed from when I had my children in terms of the advice that that people are given or the latest Mm. trends in in how to care for children but that relationship side of it is Mm. the most important thing and if I look at some of the mental health awareness which we've Mm. touched on this this morning as well there's some stuff around that emotional regulation and that was never something that entered mm-hmm. into your psyche when you were younger it was just mm-hmm. what I mean well we didn't really even talk about emotions so how do we know how to regulate them yeah so there's a whole yeah. different side of things now that you as you grow older you're a bit more educated about and a bit more informed and there's more awareness around mm-hmm. that if I was going back and I was doing the job again I'd, I would instill more of that into mm. my parenting than I, really was aware about when when my children were younger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the other thing to remember is it doesn't matter what you do you're always doing your best and with yeah. the information that you've got and really lift some of the pressure from yourself as being a parent, because it's just too, there's too much of it. Yeah, everybody's expecting this perfect parent, perfect children mm-hmm. just doesn't exist. Like, So take away yeah. that pressure and, yeah. you know, don't compare yourself to other people and how they're parenting. When you become a parent, everybody's got the best advice for you. Everybody wants to <laughs> tell you yeah. how to raise your children mm-hmm. and what you should be doing. Oh, that baby looks hungry. Oh, oh that baby's tired. God. Oh oh are you in a good routine? Oh my god. You know you get all yeah. of this judgment that is piled upon you. So resist the judgment. Carve your own carve your own path and just consider the type of parent you want to be mm-hmm. and the type of parents you want to be together. Yeah, Be- because it's really easy to lose the relationship when you become parents. Yeah. Because yeah. suddenly this focus is no longer on you two. It's on this little tiny human being that takes up a lot of space in the house for something that's very small. <laughs> yeah, totally. And demands a lot of time and, and yeah. attention. <laughs> totally. And you can see how relationships then break down because there isn't any care and attention and and It's almost accepted. Well, that's okay because we're parents, that's what we have to do. But Uh -uh. actually, is it? Like, I don't don't think that has to be the way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. You know what's funny is like, yeah, advice is free. Everyone's got Mm -hmm. it, especially from like the mothers-in-law. Again, you know, and I I, like I see a lot of women postpartum for their like, you know, and and newborn visits and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And we often have to sift through and I often have to say like, tell your mother-in-law that there's got to be a boss, there's got to be somebody in charge here.
0: Mm. And
1: that person is you like, um, so when it comes to like, setting down boundaries in terms of snacks, or in terms of how much milk is being given. Uh, The other thing is, I'll have kids who are actually failing to gain the weight that they're expected to. And you know, I'm sort of, kind of, you know, doing a review and it's, you know, and mom has decided, look, this is what I want to do. And I'm like, well, kids losing a wee bit of weight, but nothing major. And I'm like, you do you, you know, Mm. I I know this kid will, you know, so I've got two options there. I can be like, look, you know, we're not following the 50th percentile. You really need, you know, but I I see a lot of women and a a lot of moms and they're just like, I'm just, I have, I'm just going to try this out. Like I, this is really important to me. Mm. And I'm like, you know what, you know, the relationship that this mom is having with her, kid and with her herself and that feeling of mastery like I can do this is f- is worth far more than me mm. like plotting growth curves and you know getting into the weeds so it's it's funny in in yeah my visits there's a there's a fair amount of stuff that I overlook not not dangerous stuff but just little trends that maybe aren't perfect mm. so just to your point of like don't aim for per- perfect yeah because yeah a, parent who's like I feel really self-sufficient and I feel like really like that I'm doing the best by me and I'm doing the best in my situation that is the most important thing
0: yeah and there's always going to be something that's not going to go according to plan that's totally just, that's life totally and, and in other areas of life we seem to accept that a little bit more than when it comes to parenting because there is this pressure from society from from family members from friends and you see other people doing things in a certain way or you've always got somebody whose baby sleeps through the night from kind of day dot and yeah. um Yeah or and some, others that mm, don't. <laughs> yeah, Flat you've out. always got, you know, some miracle child that's just doing everything right on cue. Don't compare yourself to anybody. Just really check in with who you are as parents. Check in mm-hmm. with each other. How do you feel about things? What are the what other kind of stresses that you've got what do you feel isn't mm-hmm. going right what do you feel things going well what are you really grateful for mm-hmm. and enjoy enjoy the time that you've got enjoy those ages and stages because they do disappear mm. i i saw somebody walk along the street the other day and it's not very often i get this kind of you know a hankering for 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 the children being little but occasionally it does mm. it does kick in and and I saw this little boy, and he must have been about, I'm going to say five, four or five. Mm-hmm. And he was walking along the street with his mum, and she had a hold of him. And he had that big koala bear kind of hug. Oh. And he's just holding on so tightly to his mum. Oh. And I just thought, oh, <laughs> I remember when my boy used to do that. Oh. <laughs> and now he's, um, you know, almost six foot and <gasps> won't uh, won't come anywhere near me. Oh. Um, and there's absolutely no way on God's earth I could pick him up, for sure. Yeah. Um so you do you know that there are times whilst every single stage that you're in feels like the most difficult stage Mm -hmm. and you just master it and then something else changes Mm -hmm. i just embrace all of that and enjoy it because um you never get that time back again and i know people always say that you'll never and if and it feels really tough but it's Mm. i think it's asking yourself in the moment what can i take away from from how things are right now what's mm. some some of the positive situations what are some of the things that make me smile um yeah. where do I where where am I receiving joy from this relationship yeah rather than looking at the the tricky side or the tougher side of, of parenting mm. you got it yeah mm.
1: and if you don't listen to a single thing and you just sort of step in to parenting that's actually normal because the whole point is yeah. like you know what would you be what would you tell your yourself? What would you tell your younger self before you had kids? Right, like hindsight twenty yes. twenty. We none of us have it. It's great. Yeah. Like we'll never follow. We'll never follow other people's advice. We'll always stumble through and make our own way. Mm. And we'll always look back and be like, "Man, I really wish I had known this or known that." I don't yeah. think a lot of people would say I screwed up. I think it. The, the, it if anything, the hindsight is I wish I took more uh, notice of the important things and sort of ditched the unimportant things. Yeah. But, you know what, we all have to sort of go through it because <laughs> that hindsight, I mean, 2020.
0: The, the, the nature of life is you're always going to look back on things and, and wish you'd done something slightly differently. That's just how yeah. it is. Yeah. But at the time, if we can accept that there are no mistakes and we'll do the best that we can in a given situation with the yeah. resources and the knowledge and the mindset and the approach that we that we feel is is the right thing the majority of parents are doing the right thing because it's what they feel is is the best thing in that situation and and that's all any of us can do in any area of our life is to just embrace it and do the best you can with what you've got yeah you got it that's that's life yeah totally (laughs) and one day they'll grow up to be teenagers yeah good luck (laughs) good luck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no uh, <laughs> oh. I'm embracing their teenage life too. Oh man wonderful.
1: Yeah. Oh thank you for that, those reflections.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah yeah but don't neglect your relationship. I think that's the key thing. I see people I see that coming up a lot where people slip into this transactional relationship and it is all about trading time to mm. get kind of to get a little bit of time back but really work try and work together as a family. Mm -hmm. um is is something I would encourage because that way nobody feels like they are missing out and you don't get a series of resentment building up so really focus on how do we connect as as a family how do we connect as parents how do we connect as as the couple Mm. that we were before um children walked this earth yeah exactly yeah nice all righty should we take a question yeah let's take a question Mm -hmm. is, my partner and I have only been together for nine months and now he needs to move away for work. Is there any point in keeping this relationship going or is it now doomed?
1: (laughs) Oh man. Do you know what's so weird? You know what, as I heard this question, I'm like, are we even, you know, in this COVID world where so much of what we do is remote, including relationships, Mm. I just wonder, you know, is there much more tolerance or much more acceptance of long distance relationships because so much of our lives we live in our own Mm. heads anyways, especially in a COVID world. This is a very
0: juicy question. It is a juicy question. And there's a few things, isn't there? So they, they were being together for nine months. Well, do you know people have got married in less than that time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know you, you see things I can't remember what I was watching the other day but there was something where this couple had moved in together after three months and yeah didn't bat an eyelid at all um yeah. you know and then got married super quick we're still together you, you know years on so any I, I, I don't think we can get hung up about the time scale of how long they have been mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. because that relationship could be fully formed, fully developed in nine months, or they could still be at the, actually, we're just going out for casual drinks and a bit of how's your father every now and again. And, you know, maybe yeah. they're in a situation or what's it, situation-ship Situation? relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, who knows? Yeah. So I don't, I guess we don't know where they're at in this stage of this relationship. Mm-hmm. We don't know how serious it's got mm-hmm. um, and whether that is then something to build on. So that's mm-hmm. a, a challenge, I think, in responding to the question, yeah. it's just not knowing where they're at. Right.
1: So based on how this is, there's a little catastrophizing that's going on in the question, like, is it doomed? <laughs> it's like, well, hold on there. Hold on. Hold I, up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling like the person asking the question is kind of hiding and masking their feelings by being mm. so sort of dramatic in the way that they're pitching yeah. this. Because there's a deeper vulnerability, there's a softer vulnerability in here. Because, like, I'm feeling this person's like, I really wish that we could continue this.
0: Mm. Yeah, possibly. I think there's a a definite doubt in there about... And so I would question how really into the relationship they are. Mm. Because there's nothing in that question that says, I really want to make it work. Like, do you think that's possible? The way that it's phrased is is there any point in keeping this relationship going or is it doomed? Mm. That's quite a, that's coming from quite a negative standpoint. It doesn't, that doesn't give me a lot of warmth in that. Mm. That says Mm. I'm part of this loving relationship and I really want it to continue. So I don't, yeah, I'm not getting that sort of vibe. And again, it makes me question about where they're at in the relationship and how much this person has been vulnerable, how open they've been with each other and, and how well connected they are because if you're going to have a long distance relationship and we we'll, we can um, we can now <laughs> bow to your expert knowledge um that's but great I, if, if you're going <laughs> if you're going to have a long term uh, long distance relationship there has to be some discussion beforehand about how it's going to work mm-hmm. and um, and the types of steps that you'll take to make sure that you still can maintain that relationship
1: totally i i think Look, this person wouldn't be asking the question if they were not invested in some way. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling this person wishes to get vulnerable and say, I have a feeling that they don't even feel comfortable to bring it up. And and there's yeah. there's almost like a self-protection. Like maybe they, they feel like their partner's just assuming that this is going to fold after yeah. he moves away. And this person is like, man, I really would love to bring up, hey, we don't have to mm-hmm. be over. Could we yeah. think about, you know carrying this forward like what would a lo- what yeah. would it be like to stay together I have a feeling that this person really would love to get vulnerable but doesn't feel comfortable mm. because how scary is that right oh I'm moving oh, away for massive. work perhaps yeah. they this person feels like that that person has assumed oh the relationship is obviously going to be over once I move
0: but in generally what we find in these situations is actually the exact opposite is happening you've got two parties that are Wishing that maybe they could try it and see yeah. if it works, and neither party feels like they've got the courage enough mm-hmm. to voice to voice that um, that need or that you know their their vision for how things will progress.
1: So the assumption is that you you get this kind of feeling from your partner that they don't care, and that yeah. when that's not actually what's going on, yeah. Assumptions,
0: yeah. The Assumptions is like <laughs>
1: buildings like skyscrapers on sand, like really. <laughs> <laughs> Advise yeah, against
0: well, it somebody once said to me that an assumption makes an if you separate the word up assume it makes an ass out of you and me yeah yeah <laughs> so and I've always yeah. remembered that phrase and it's and it's really true isn't it mm-hmm. because I'm assuming one thing you're assuming another we're not on the same page we're not having a conversation but yet we are taking action mm. based on that reality that we have created in the story that we've told ourselves about the situation yeah without communicate a single thing.
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I think my first question would be like, all right, all right, wind this mm. back. Yeah. Uh, before we talk about like doomed, um, mm. what do you want? What are yeah. your feelings for this person? You know, uh, what are you feeling at this stage of nine months?
0: Yeah. 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 And and it's that question. So is this relation serving you? Will it, how would that serve you if you were in a long-term situation? Because the other thing is that there, there can be challenges or triggers that we have that perhaps a long-term relationship might not suit mm-hmm. everybody because it'll play into maybe some insecurities that people have or some mm-hmm. uncertainty on the flip side that could actually test and challenge and move somebody out of their comfort zone and mm-hmm. allow them to be able to deal with some of those things as well mm-hmm. so but it's understanding for me as a person how what do I feel about a long-term really a long-distance relationship mm. is that something that i um, that I'm up for considering. Have I even thought about it before? You, you know, a lot of people it just wouldn't float their boat at all. They'd yeah. be like, "No, definitely not." I want somebody who is there within touch and distance.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's the thing is like even you know before we get all scared about a long distance relationship, what does that exactly mean? So, yes. you know, yeah. how far are you away? What would it be like? What would a successful long-distance relationship look yeah. like? Like what kind of investment mm-hmm. would you need from your partner? What kind of investment are you willing to give yourself? So it does require yeah. a certain amount of phone calls or perhaps sort of gestures and gifts across the miles, yeah. a commitment to making trips.
0: Mm.
1: And yeah. everyone's going to have their own schedule, but like, yeah, before we sort of like demonize a long-distance relationship, mm. you know, what are you willing to do and what would you want to ask for in return to really make this work? Yeah. like what would what would success look like and then what would need what would you guys both need to pitch in mm. I guess the other thing too and it's hard it's harder like the then the question is well how long so you know well how long are you going to yeah. be there well what's hard is that we don't know a lot of us don't know where we're going like a lot of us end up moving places that we never we could, we never saw each other moving whether to a big city or back to our small town
0: mm.
1: nobody can predict so you know, I think the other thing too is like in terms of long distance. There's this sort of like, well, you know, take out your magic ball and your your and just tell me the future. Like how long? Well, we don't we don't know. Uh, some of some of long distance relationships are kind of a leap of faith because mm. you know we can't tell the future. I
0: I agree. There is a leap of faith. I agree that we're not always certain about what the future will bring. However, there needs to be a discussion about how long are we willing to try this out for what are the regular check-in points and what happens if you know one of us doesn't feel like it's working how do we address that as a couple yeah there needs to be some sort of assurance that there that there's going to be a continual focus or a discussion about how things are and that we will we will work together and support each other if and when challenges do arise yeah and generally the more successful relationships are the ones where the, there is an end point there is an agreement yeah that it won't go on beyond a certain um, time scale
1: right and you know it's funny too because that isn't necessarily the responsibility of the person who moved away to come back because it might actually be yeah you know where both people um, figure out like okay so let's give this a certain trial at the end of time like somebody has to shift yeah and you know, let's look at all the opportunities and possibilities.
0: Yeah, 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 I'm not saying that it but but it's about having a goal that says within this time period, we will look to come back together as a couple. right Now where that is is then that's open to discussion and debate depending on how long the time scale is and what else is going on during that time period, right but it's a view that this isn't a, this isn't a situation that will carry on forever.
1: right. Yep. I like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, As somebody who's currently in a long distance relationship again, (laughs) um, it's funny because I think the end date is actually not clear. I think Mm. what is kind of clear is a commitment to keeping up a certain cadence of communication. And that is tricky because like when you start to kind of fight and feel like you're not, you're shutting down, it's, it's yes. just simply because you haven't connected and that's, that's yeah. time for a trip. Like when you start mm-hmm. assuming things about each other and feeling distance, it's, it's time to get back on the, yeah. get, get back on the plane. Um, but in terms of the, like the end date, it's weird. Cause like I, we don't have an end date. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like we, we, there's more information required um he needs information I need information about our lives like there's just so what what is weird but there's kind of like this kind of vague sort of maybe two three years would probably be the max so there's kind of yeah two three years from now yeah
0: yeah so there have been some discussions around what a timescale would look like and what's appropriate that's the thing to have something that's just open-ended and we're not making any Any sort of guidance on what what the future might hold is then is is difficult.
1: Ah, and I think well, actually, maybe this is bringing in something from earlier on. Is you know you got to be doing the work. It is true. Like if you can see that your partner is doing the work, or at least processing things to get clearer, Hmm. that actually feeds a lot into the machine, which is you know because. Uh, both of us need more information about where where we want to go and where we want to be. And I, and I can see him sort of processing that and sort of like, you know, doing the work on his side or, and it's, it's hard stuff. It's like the deep inner Mm -hmm. stuff, like what's important to me. I can see he's doing that work and I'm also like fast and furious learning. And yeah. So I think the deadline doesn't come looming because we realize we're doing the important work to try to get the information. So yeah, I do feel like that is enough. Mm. Yeah. For now. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a hard go. But um, if I may dispense some free advice, it's worth it to consider a long distance and you don't have to do it forever. You can kind of see how it goes. Like there's no harm in saying, well, let's see how it goes and checking in, making sure that you're, you know, if it's something you still want to be doing. If you start to feel like the person's super distant and is just not communicating very well over the distance, you might say, oh, you know what? You know, I've, I've, we I I feel to have like conversation. Yeah. yeah, and and maybe that might be a you know what it's been great, but I think we need yeah.
0: to part ways. And I, and I guess that's the situation here, isn't it? So they've been together for nine months. They they they're faced with this change that is going to impact them. It's about having that discussion up front that says, well, what 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 do you want? What do I want? Really checking in with who with who you are and and what yeah. you see the future looking like and then saying are we are we aligned with this can we do we feel like we could make it work to give it a try because nothing's forever we even commit into that to say look let's just give it a try for a few months and then check in with each other to see whether we feel like it's still you know we're still in a a relationship that makes us both happy that in itself gives you that opportunity to just to, to, to try it out but there is definitely that upfront discussion about how do we see it working what are some of the things that are non-negotiable in this situation Mm -hmm. so that you you don't drift and not have that connection how do we keep that connection alive
1: yeah yeah you got it
0: Mm. yeah yeah Mm. a rule
1: book for living
0: separately well yeah (laughs) it's not all bad well yeah we've talked about this a lot on the podcast actually um you know what's really weird so obviously me and my partner have been together for a while we we don't live together but what's really weird is we don't feel the distance unless one of us is out of the island ah now it's so bizarre we could go two weeks and not see each other uh, if things have come up with children or Mm. particularly in the early days when the children needed more and 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 Mm. were kind of less self-sufficient we you know we could depending on what was happening with schedules sometimes that could be the the case where we didn't see each other and in fact when we first started going out we were on completely different schedules and i think we mm. there was one night in in a fortnight that we could see each other mm. so we we did we did address that and we switched things around mm-hmm. but it could still happen and we didn't really feel then like we were disconnected or not um not close probably two weeks is the maximum but if one of us was going out of the island on holiday or for a ah. work trip or something like that, even the the day that they were leaving, you felt like you were you were gonna miss them more because mm. they weren't actually in the same in the same location. It's so strange.
1: No, I what's funny because when my dude and I were broken up for a couple of years, mm. the weird thing was like we lived within a kilometer of each other. All that, t- we were not in contact for like months months, if not like a year or more. But what I realized afterwards, it was the knowledge that he was there, which yes. made me feel comforted. And yeah, the second that, that I, you know, he was scary. like, I'm moving to the US. I was like, mm. oh shit, I'm done here. Because I can't bear the thought of not being
0: mm.
1: on within a kilometer of you. Yeah. Even though we weren't even together. So we're, yeah. I can, I hear you.
0: Yeah. There's something about that kind of the way the feeling travels through the universe oh yeah Mm. yeah nice yeah there you go i'm reminiscing now about the past yeah
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's a mic drop
0: yeah Mm -hmm. so wonderful all right there's another episode that was another episode in the bag yeah absolutely yeah so it's um it's valentine's day today it is as we're recording this it is (laughs)
1: I totally forgot about that. Uh, we had so much of a preamble.
0: We did uh, have a oh, preamble. Oh, we can't have
1: the reveal of what you got for your dude, right? That's, it can't be disclosed. Can we?
0: Well, I t- I'll do it next week because I, then I can tell you what yeah. his reaction is. There you How go. There you go. I'm quite Yeah, excited. that would be better. Good. Um Yeah, no, but we are going out for dinner tonight. Um, although oh. I was a little bit, it's a Monday. Um, so we always record the podcast on a Monday and it gets released on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I was a bit like, oh, but I am looking forward to it. It will yeah. be nice. Good. And there's a, we've shared a lot of love over the last few days, so oh, I'm, feeling, yeah. I'm feeling like I'm in a Valentine's mood.
1: Oh, good for you. Wonderful. Mm. Oh, well, happy Valentine's yeah. Day, everyone. It will be a, a little bit a delay. We'll, we'll toast to the season of love, and then uh, when that comes out, we can all remember about what that season of love felt like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, right on. <laughs> So yes so um, here's to the week ahead yeah one more week yeah all right okay so till next time till next time so that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Docsass we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover if you need help in navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.